Hey friend, welcome back to a new episode of the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Last week, we were talking all about tweens and teens and social media and how to help our, help them navigate that as mothers and the different thing, barriers and challenges that we may encounter and the best way to help our tw- teens and tweens deal with that. Now this week, I am diving into a topic I haven't yet talked about on the show. It's another part of my background, my skill set, my expertise, and I am excited to talk about it with you all today as it is one that I feel is not talked about enough or understood enough. If you don't know, by day, I do still have a full-time job and I work with victims of crime, specifically domestic violence victims, and I help them to get services, get assistance, find ways to get out of their situation, navigate their situation to the best of their ability, safety plan, and just really kind of help them in hopes to get them to reclaiming the power over their lives and really feeling empowered to break away from their abusers and situations. And that is part of the work that I do. I do work with all victims of crime, but mostly the people that I work with are domestic violence victims. I have been in this field for about 15 years total, and I am also a certified domestic violence specialist. I teach for our local victim assistance academy, and I teach on courses such as advocacy and collaboration, trauma, trauma informed care, safety planning, gratitude, just all of those things that go into victim advocacy because I am a victim advocate and really helping our clients to really just be empowered. Empowerment advocacy help them to just really reclaim that power over their lives. Today, I wanted to dive into talking about domestic violence because if you don't know, this is October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month along with all the other special occasions and things that are honored this month. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month month. Now, when we when I say domestic violence, a lot of times everyone doesn't really understand what domestic violence is because it's natural to think about the physical. When we talk about domestic violence, everyone always thinks about physical assault, physical abuse, physical things that you can see such as black eyes, bruises, all those things. However, there are so many sides to domestic violence and I really was struck to come and talk about this because I was watching TV, I think a few weeks ago, and I saw a celebrity who was on her show and talking about her domestic violence incident. And when she was doing her, I believe they call them the green room parts when they have the conversations off the show. When she was doing that part, she was talking about the issue and she was saying how she was in an abusive relationship. However, it didn't rise to domestic violence. And I found that kind of alarming because abuse is abuse. And she was like, it didn't, she said it didn't arise to domestic violence, but it was verbal abuse and it was emotional abuse. And, but it never rose to domestic violence. And to me, that struck that nerve with me because that is such a misconception about what domestic violence is. Domestic violence is all about power and control. It is between spouses, intimate partners, family, girlfriend, boyfriend, relationships, whatever that is, however you define that, 
that is what domestic violence is. It is not just the physical. So when she said that it was verbal and emotional, but it didn't rise to the domestic violence, I was like, how many people have that misconception of what domestic violence is? And it is really so many people. And the fact that it went through the editing and the producers and production and aired on TV and no one caught that, that really let me know how many people have that misconception as to what domestic violence is. So really domestic violence is all about power and control as I just said. When we think about it, it's natural to think about the physical, but we have the emotional, we have the verbal, isolation, intimidation, financial. Now these days, tech technology, people are using tech to abuse. And before I sat down to record this episode, I was reading a report who was sent that was saying how big tech abuse has become during this pandemic. And why is that? Because everyone was stuck at home. So a lot of us couldn't see each other or if we lived in the same home, then that is what it was. But tech abuse is becoming more and more prevalent, especially during this pandemic. And a lot of times we think about, oh, I got 50 text messages from my loved one or, oh, this happened. And we see that a lot with teens that are dating, but that is not healthy. No one should be calling you 100 times a day and texting you 50 times a day. That is alarming right there. And then the financial aspect, controlling the accounts, controlling the money, letting people have limited access to money, the verbal with the name calling, the threats, the blame, making you to feel bad, and the emotional, playing on the emotions. And as we said, the physical, which is also prevalent. And there are so many forms of abuse and I can dive into that and talk about that on another episode if that's something that you wanna hear about. But for the purposes of today, I really wanted us to take a look at domestic violence and really stress the point that that is not love. Someone who loves you is not going to harm you. They're not gonna cause you pain. At the core of it all, when someone is abusive, it is all about power, it is all about control, and it is not about love. So understand that domestic violence has many forms to it. And often the physical may not be the most prominent one because abusers don't wanna be caught. They don't wanna lose that power and control. They don't want someone to discover what they are doing. So sometimes the physical may not be seen as much. They really just want that power. They really want that control and everything in the relationship. So if you are listening to this and it may start to, I don't wanna say strike a nerve, but you may start to feel triggered because perhaps you have been in an abusive situation or in listening to me talk, you may start to recognize that, hmm, perhaps this relationship or situation I've been dealing with is not healthy and could be abusive. So I want you to just, know that you can pause this episode, come back to it. This topic can be very sensitive. So if you are feeling triggered, emotional in any way and things are rising up, I am going to put some links to resources in the show notes that you can reach out and perhaps talk to someone and read up on some information and just really just help you kind of deal with this because this is a very heavy situation. A lot of times, People that are in these relationships, you don't recognize that you're in the relationship. I really wanna stress, as I said earlier, that abuse is not love. Again, abuse is not love. 
Someone that loves you is not going to harm you, not going to cause pain, not going to hurt you with their words, not going to do something physically to you for you to hurt. It is not love. However, if you are listening to this and you perhaps are starting to think, hey, this situation that I'm in, this relationship that I am in is perhaps not the best situation. It is not very healthy. You can start to have those thoughts about, hey, maybe there is some levels of abuse going on here. I want you to first take the step as to not criticize, not blame, not start to put yourself down for being in this situation. You did not ask to be in this situation. If you're in that relationship and you're on the receiving end of some abuse, you did not ask to be abused. It is not your fault and I need you to hear me. No one acts to be abused, just like no one acts to be victimized. Also, if you know someone that is in an abusive relationship, I want you to kind of start to reframe that thinking around the situation. Again, no one acts to be abused. No one acts for pain to be caused to them. And abusers do not start off as horrible, mean people that are causing abuse. And I think that is another misconception that a lot of people have. Abusers lay patterns. They do patterns of behavior and a lot of times before people know it they are in this abusive situation because no one starts out being verbally abusive being physical abusive they most are very charming they're very well presenting and they start off small and they kind of build this pattern i don't know if you've ever heard of the cycle of domestic violence but there is a cycle there are stages the stages include that tension building phase to where perhaps our person that is on the receiving end, they start to walk on eggshells. They can tell that something's going to happen. There's that tension in the air. And then we have that incident. The abuse occurs, whatever it is, be it the words, the conversation, the physical abuse, it occurs. And then after that is the apologies, the reconciliation, and what we kind of call that honeymoon phase to where the abuser is apologizing. And what we find is this is a cycle that abuse victims tend to find themselves in and it starts off small and it builds and it builds and it builds and in the beginning there is less time between abusive abusive situations less time between incidents but then the time and time gets shorter and shorter and before we know they're in this pattern they're in this unhealthy relationship this toxic relationship and really find themselves stuck and not realizing how they got here, wondering what is happening and what can I do? Because abuse victims are isolated. I don't know if you understand this, if you're listening, perhaps if you're in the situation you can relate or if you're someone that is perhaps on the other side and you're seeing one of your loved ones in this and you're not understanding why are they in this situation? Why do they stay in this situation? What is happening? Realize that there are so many barriers for victims of abuse, victims of domestic violence. Fear is one because a lot of times, and as we know by research, the most dangerous time for a domestic violence victim is when they try to leave a relationship. So there's that fear of what's going to happen to them, what's going to happen to their children, what is going to happen just overall in general. Then a lot of times that dependency is built because the abuser has so much control our abuse victim finds themselves being controlled financially being controlled on all at 
all angles. So they may not have access to funds. They may not have access to the things that non-abuse victims would have access to to give them that freedom to get up and leave and do what they want. And also that isolation. They are isolated from family, from friends, and this really kind of becomes the world. And it's like this isolation is that doesn't happen overnight. Don't recognize it when it's happening. But the thing is, these domestic violence situations happen every day. There are people that are in them, that are living them, and it is hard. Now, I have never been, thankfully, a victim of domestic violence. But as I said, I have worked in this field for about 15 years now. And I recognize that it is hard. There are services out here that are available. And a lot of times because of that isolation, our victims, our clients, our victims of abuse do not realize all these services are out here. I will tell you, I have heard so many times while working in this field that if I knew all this help was available, then I probably would have left a long time ago. And so, But it's also in recognizing that someone that is a victim of abuse there is that love. There is that emotional part. They're in love with this person who became their abuser. And if we all, as we all know, being in love is hard enough. And then trying to break those bonds, even if it's not an abusive situation, when you recognize perhaps the relationship is no longer serving, serving you, it's hard to break it off Midas abuse. So imagine adding that fear, that isolation, that dependency into it. And really, it's time to reframe our thinking as people. And so that we're not thinking, okay, why does this person stay in this relationship? Let's start thinking about why does this abuser abuse? Why are they choosing to harm this person they say they love? Let's stop putting the blame on our abuse victims and start putting the blame where it belongs on the abusers. We haven't even touched on what happens in these situations when children are involved. A lot of times, mothers, and if you've paid attention during this episode, I have just been talking in general language because we recognize that men are also victims of domestic violence, just as women are. But research shows that women tend to be abused more than men. So in these situations, we have mothers with children. Then we add the abuse on, the dependency on, the fear, the isolation. The moms feel we're doing what we can for our children. We're staying in these situations because our children perhaps need something. And what is not being recognized is that research also shows that children living in homes where domestic violence occurs they don't even have to witness it they can just hear it and it has an impact on them so there are so many layers to domestic violence especially depending on if it's a family relationship or an intimate partner relationship there are so many layers and the purposes of this month domestic violence awareness month is just to bring awareness to the issue bring education bring not put knowledge out there so that we can really start to understand the dynamics of domestic violence the cycle of domestic violence the resources that are available to perhaps help people get out of these situations and a lot of times for our victims of domestic violence it is not fair the things that they experience are not fair it really isn't because a lot falls on them to have to do 
to change these situations, to get out of these situations. And imagine already feeling overwhelmed. Imagine already feeling emotionally frazzled. And then you have to put all these pieces together to try to flee your situation. And nobody really wants to flee to a domestic violence shelter. Nobody really wants to leave their whole life behind. And that is what a lot of times victims of domestic violence are experiencing, having to flee their homes in the middle of the night, having to just take a trash bag full of belongings for themselves and their children. This is not easy. And then the emotional components, the psychological components, those things that have to be worked through, the healing from the trauma, because this is a trauma that is out there, a big, big trauma that requires healing. So as we go through Domestic Violence Awareness Month, if you wanna hear more about this, let me know if there's something specific that you would like to talk about. I can do an IG Live, another podcast episode, whatever it may be. What specifically do you wanna hear about? Do you wanna learn more about? But it was just important to bring out and talk about this issue of domestic violence that impacts people on so many levels from those in the situations to the family members that are outside observing. But what we really wanna do is get away from that victim blaming, be that supportive resource, and also recognize that not everyone in domestic violence situations, one, are ready to leave, or two, they may not want to leave. So then we tackle the avenue of safety planning. Safety planning, not only just to leave your situation and what you may need to have on hand if you have to flee, but safety planning if they're staying in the situation, if they're not ready to leave or don't want to leave that situation. There are so, so many layers. I could go on and on and on, but I really just wanted to touch on this issue we hit the surface. I hope that this episode was easy to follow because I found myself wanting to give so much information. And if you want to hear more about this topic, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Email me. Let me know if there's anything specific you want to talk about that you want to address. If perhaps you are a victim or a survivor of domestic violence and you want to come on and do an IG Live, do a podcast episode and talk about that my dms are open my email is open so again as we go through this domestic violence awareness month let's start to take a, a trauma-informed care approach to where we are recognizing the impacts of these trauma and we stop asking that question why did he or she why does he or she stay and start asking why does the abuser abuse and hold these abusers accountable